Hello, it's Arnold. Excuse me, I'm Gray. And you're listening to Very That, a podcast that serves as therapy for two queer second generation brown millennial friends, using anecdotes, storytelling, and that little bit of dark humor to make sense of the world and ourselves while we talk about the heavy topics of life while keeping it light and fun. Just gleaming with excitement and joy. And a little bit of depression, too. Right? Arnold? Arnold. Hello. What's, what is this? What's going on? What's with the silent treatment? Girl! (laughs) Oh, calm down, girl. I'm just fixing my diaphragm. I'm just adjusting. Okay? Did you need, like, one of those hooks to go in there and rip it out and shove it back in, or? Yeah, you know my process. (laughs) I mean, look, that's a lot of diaphragm to move, so it is a process. Well, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Know who you're talking to. There's a lot of real estate in there, so. Hmm, gaping real estate, some might say. (laughs) Gape estate? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. But I think that's a great topic for today. Let's talk about silence. (laughs) So yeah, we're going to explore what it is about silence. Let's talk about our relationship with it and what happens when we don't fill in the space. Do we feel safe, secure, the moment, or do we get a little bit anxious? Do we get a little bit afraid? unsafe and most importantly we're gonna find out why we feel this way so stay tuned you know what though before we get into that riveting topic i think i think we should get some noise some vibration some guidance from this universe you know what i mean because mm. i need someone to blame for all <laughs> everything going on right now i just need it it's always gemini but you know so let's let's serve up some nice hot astrology. Ooh, whisper, whisper. <laughs> Not never again. Nope. No. No. Anyways, what you got, girl? What you got? Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's gonna be good. <laughs> um. In shady. Uh. So once again, I'm reading for Scorpio, and today my horoscope just says. Simple gestures can also be destructive. Now, call me fucking Shiva, because if there's anything I know how to do, it's destroy something. Whether it's someone else's life or something I excel at, destroying my own life. And wow, (laughs) what a number I've done this week. Let me tell you. You know, it's just natural (laughs) abilities. We all have our gifts. So I mean, it's it's an art at this point. High art. High High art. art. Yeah. Frida Kahlo is quaking. So. <laughs> but uh, what you got, girl? Um, today and every other day, we're reading for Leo. But today's astrology says, no plants are growing in your heart. <clears throat> Great. Area number two on my body that is just barren. I mean, I know it's not your hole because I've seen you have pretty hairy legs, so that can't be bad. There's got to be something <laughs> growing around that thing, but I've never, I've never seen it, so I don't know. 
It's the full poison ivy realness. Ooh. Can we just talk about Uma Thurman as poison ivy for like two seconds? Yes. Can we please? I've been waiting for this moment. That is a fucking look. The whole movie. The whole movie. So, like, what a drag queen. She's the only one who can pull off a red wig without making it look trashy. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Like I told Lady Freeze while I pulled her plug. This is a one-woman show. I mean! I mean! <laughs> Girl. With, like, the little buns, you know? The little Sailor Moon buns at the top? Oh, yes. Yes, it yes. Before any of the other girls were doing it. It's called a serve, darling. It's a serve. And a she's carrying. Serve. A serve. But before we get into this little rabbit hole, we should take a break. Ugh, all right. Bye. Oof. So silence. That's the topic today. Silence. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> How are you doing? First things first, pull that out of your butthole, you disgusting little bitch. What? That would be me as an ASMR channel. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. How do you? Does this fit? Where I put things on my butt and ask, does this fit? <laughs> That's a gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> In so many ways. It's a cave for sure. <laughs> cave of wonders. Yeah, it just collapses on itself. <laughs> oh, it's a collapse, prolapse, whatever. Tomato, tomato. So. <laughs> ah, before we get in too deep eh, into this, silence. How do we feel about silence? <laughs> I ask it like I don't know. <laughs> we're we're working on things, me and silence. We're we're working on things. Um, but yeah, no, normally I fucking hate it. Like to be quite honest, it just I think I've had a lot of experiences where silence was like weaponized against me. And so in that way, I have a very untrusting relationship of silence where I know we just talked about like trusting yourself silence is not part of myself and so I don't know how to fucking trust it because if you haven't noticed I don't know how to shut the fuck up so <laughs> enter but, podcast yeah so like if we're talking we're like we're talking we kiki in and mm -hmm. like at a bar or something and like I just drift off into a daydream and it goes silence what goes through her mental process What's that? What's that experience like? Oh, if it's you, whatever. I don't care because I know mm. you, and like I know, like I, there's like that thing, comfortable silence. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where it's like you can kind of have just like that peace with certain people, but mm -hmm. I think if you have, for me, if I haven't built out that rapport with someone where we can be in those spaces of like comfortable silence, then that's when my mind starts to like play tricks on me. And start like filling in the space, quote unquote, with all these other fantasies. Ooh, like what kind of fantasies? Um, like whoever's going silent is having a boring time. I'm boring them. It all like my narcissistic ass like puts it all back on me, <laughs> and, and I start to blame myself for why they're being silent because I'm like oh i can keep this conversation going we can talk about whatever let's talk about my gaping hole let's talk about this cave of wonder let's talk about all these things and <laughs> so <clears throat> when someone else goes silent i think my brain just is like oh you're having a shitty time you hate this you hate me 
Cool. Oh. So that was pre-therapy and uh, a little bit after therapy as well. So if I'm being honest. <laughs> we like to conspiracize. I mean, I am a Scorpio, so I love a conspiracy <laughs> theory. <laughs> fair points, fair points. Yeah. What about for you? I find silence quite comfortable. Actually. What? Yeah. Like I can be quiet and be fine because my mind drifts off into magic wonderland of like anything again like i i will start daydreaming about literally anything um my mind will start to wander and then i'll think about like uh what if like you know the sailor scouts got into like a battle against the planeteers like who would win that and i would choreograph like a whole fight sequence like who's battling who and things that would go on. That fucking monkey would get in the way. There's a monkey? Yeah, the Planeteers. Matisse monkey. Oh, that's right. He did have a monkey, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Monty. A monkey in a bowl cut. He just never <laughs> had a fighting chance, that poor kid. But yeah. We would see, like, who would win, who would lose. At the end of the day, like, Whoopi Goldberg would come in. And they would they would just finish off with like the ending of Sister Act two, and they they would all start dancing like joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore thee. And then yeah, so that's like the, the fantasy in my head of where my mind goes when I go silent. And I mean, and what a fantasy! So I guess do you find that like when you're doing that with people, they often like don't mind or is like there's someone tugging you to come back or do you just like come back of your own accord um usually people will tug me back if it's like a social setting but in the car in the car if i'm not driving i go i go quiet i will stare off into the distance and play all these fantasies in my head that's a fun way of saying i take a nap but okay sure whatever (laughs) (laughs) i mean after choreographing a whole seven minute sequence of, you know, battles and then dancing. A bitch is tired. She needs I mean, a nap. She put in the work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess do you can I ask okay, let me ask a follow up question. So the company that you're normally with, um, when you do this, do you find that they like find discomfort with it or they're like always kind of like, oh cool, whatever. Or you just don't give a fuck. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it sounds mean, but like, it's kind of the latter, but not as rude. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it as like sharp as that. Yeah. It's like, I don't find like it's my responsibility to fill in the space, you know? such the second child and I love it. (laughs) I love it. What does that have to do with being the second child? I'm not denying that that's probably true. But like, I think for me as the firstborn, it's always like, it's your, it's always been like my charge to be in charge of orchestrating and coordinating the conversation, the room, keeping things like entertained as it were. Mm. And so I think like, for me, I always feel like, cause my, my sister, she's very much the same way where she can just be like quiet for a long period of time. And it's like, it doesn't bother her. And she kind of holds like that same position of 
well, it's not my job to keep this going. But in my head, I do think it's my job to like keep this, you know, little fun ride going. <laughs> it's a little gravy train. Yeah. So so you think it, it stems from like growing up as the first child? Like that's somehow part of your responsibility? I think it's that. Um, and so I'm growing up and like, I think also just like giving my, like my culture is very much of like, you need to entertain. And so like that piece of like entertaining is always put on like the first child. Um, mm. If not like, like my sister will have to come, like let's, let's be like real Samoan here. Let's say like uh, a five out or like a, um, what do you call him in English? Like a deacon, like a, a minister, something, someone from the church, a clergyman comes by the house why the fuck they're at my house i have no idea probably to be like where you at you haven't been at church and it's because yeah that place sucks but anyhow <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and so they'll come by and it's like it's always been like my job to make sure i like put out food say hello hi da, 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 da. keep them entertained while like everyone goes and gets ready or something and then it's like then you know like my parents will step in or like whoever was there like they're actually there to see because it's real. They're not there to see me. Um, we'll come in, but yeah, it's always been like my job to do that. I don't know if that's like typical, but it's been like my experience. So I think that is like where that foundation came from. And then I think I've also had some like pretty shitty experiences where people kind of like weaponized silence or use silence as a means to like break away from me or sever the oh. relationship with me. Yeah. Oh, like a little ghosting. A full-on ghosting and it's from people that like one week we're like oh my god you're like my brother we're best friends blah blah blah, blah. next week silence oh yeah yeah come on trust issues <laughs> come yeah. on right through here <laughs> so that's where i mean i've had that happen a couple times too which i'm like am i doing something that's causing this or have i just have like made real shitty choices and some friends before so um, we're not going to touch that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess if I turn it back on you, I guess, where do you think like that comfortability with silence comes from? Um, I think I'm actually quite the opposite of yours. Like for me being, being good meant being quiet. Again, I remember mm. specifically in the core um, getting into the car, being a little bit loud and rambunctious, as children are. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my mom would always say, like, mo, which literally, like, translates to, like, your mouth, which just means, like, you're being loud. Yeah. <laughs> Shut yeah. the fuck up. Um, so I associate being quiet with being good. Oh. And so repressing or like kind of shying away from like speaking up being loud in like all areas of life kind mm -hmm. of feel safer to me yeah because how i dealt with kind of like being quiet was you know going into the recesses of my mind and hanging out with the sailor scouts and the planeteers i was like and, Whoopi and the monkey <laughs> and whoopee and whoopee because she was the voice of Gaia. Was she? Yes. I'm such a fake fan. I, here I am thinking I was like a real fan of Captain Planet. Apparently, I don't know shit about the world. Girl. Wow. Yeah. So it's a safe space for you. Silence. Yes. 
very much so like mm. i can be i can be chill and like i i see it like in groups a lot like i listen a lot and i i find myself just kind of looking at who's talking and just listening and i'm like oh i haven't said anything in like 20 30 minutes should i be talking ah i'm fine oh, i only wish i could find comfort in that because i'm <laughs> i think that's what gets in the way of me actually being like a great listener mm. like in terms of because i'm always trying to like what's my response what do i got to say what do i got to do what do i got like, what, what, what's my next comment like how do i like keep this going how do i let them know that i'm listening but i'm also engaged what do i do so mm. which is why i hate conversating with people that i don't know because it's just <laughs> so taxing <laughs> it's exhausting yeah. I mean, I feel that way too. Like, I'm like, I need to let people know that I'm engaged in the conversation because I am, but yeah. I'm like, nothing I have is like really worth saying. Like, oh, yes, I agree. I'm, I could just be like, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, but do people think like I'm bored? I guess since that's where your mind goes. Some people may think I'm just bored of the conversation. I mean, let's not get carried away here and think that, like, my mind is, like, <laughs> the voice of all, because it's not, so. Uh, I mean, but, like, it's not hard to believe that. Yeah. You know what's funny, too? Actually, I think when we first started hanging out, when we'd go to lunch, I would often find, like, you know, they would get quiet. And now, like, that's, like, so much hindsight for me, because in my head, I was like, oh, he fucking is so bored right now and hates this and just wants to go back to work. And <laughs> apparently you were just orchestrating a whole battle scene between Sailor Moon and Mati. Okay. Basically, ooh, who would win if it was just a one-on-one? I mean, let's be real. How many times can you take somebody out with like a neon heart? It's not really going to do it. That said, Mati's power is just heart too. So, I mean, I guess it's the battle of the hearts. Wow. You actually picked a real good one here. Wow. Mm-hmm. Bring me the celebrity death yeah. match. Make mm-hmm. them out of clay mm-hmm. and put them in the ring. Girl, celebrity be, death match. I would, Girl. I, would, I would pay for that entertainment. I would oh, pay for it. Pay-per-view. Imagine. Pay-per-view. <laughs> we need an animator. If anyone knows animation that listens, Just, can, can you make yeah, this happen for us? I want them us? fighting, and I want Mati... I want Mati to win. But yeah, who do you think would win? Who's your money on? Mm, uh, I would say... Mati, only because Sailor Moon needs literally 87 minutes to do one attack. Girl, that's as long as it takes her to just get fucking dressed and put into the fucking, you know, the geesh of it all. I mean, same. <laughs> <laughs> but just let the monkey go and rip her face off. I think that's where it should be. That's yeah. who actually wins the battle. It's, it's not really Mati, it's the monkey. That's who wins. That's it. Oh, yeah. Mm, rabid. But we digress. Shock. <laughs> Shock. As we do. Um, so, yeah. Do you think it's a problem, your relationship with silence? I think so. I think so because it's been such a piece of, like, anxiety and stress for me. And it's also been one of the factors that has prevented me from, like, putting myself out there more with other people. Because I think I always worry that I won't measure up in terms of like the conversation and be able to keep it up. And so in that way, I think it's just easier to not engage rather than like go through like 
the painfully awkward moments of just like, or what feel like painfully awkward moments for me, at least, of silence. <clears throat> so it's definitely, I see it as a problem. And so it's something that I am trying to work on right now. I'm not trying. I'm fucking working on it. Yeah. Like I'm doing that work. So. Interesting. Yeah. So like, how do you think it's, hindering you from like connecting to other people i think instead of actually listening to the person and then seeing or trying to probe more what i'm so preoccupied with is trying to formulate a response to show them one that i know what they're talking about two that i have like i'm listening and then three that i'm actually engaged and so because i'm so preoccupied with those things i'm not actually actively listening to the person oh yeah. So it's like, cause you, you, someone could talk to me for like 30 minutes and they'll be like, Oh, what did they say? I'm like, I have no fucking clue. I have no fucking clue. No fucking clue. <laughs> it's like, Oh, you were talking for like 30 minutes though. And it was seemed like really lively. I'm like, it did, didn't it? It did. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. So you're so preoccupied about thinking of what to say instead of actually listening. It's actually hindering you from listening so that you can respond to what they're saying. I mean, it's, it's so meta. Yeah, it's that and it's like, I'm constantly like plagued by this idea that I actually have to respond when it's like, I'm sure mm. I could just be like, Oh, wow. Interesting. Tell me more. And that could be enough. But instead I'm like, oh my god yeah no i've heard of this it's this thing right isn't it oh wow and then i have to like you know think of like a quick quip or a joke to like insert there to like you know remind people that i'm funny which <laughs> yeah not always they don't all land they don't all land oh i know yeah <laughs> wait what you mean you know <laughs> see again me yeah 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 totally <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even I'm catch the like, read uh, <laughs> um what about you do you think it's a problem or yeah i think it's a, a very big problem because the, the silent portion doesn't again my subconscious comfort zone is that silence is silence cool we can we can stay in our mm -hmm. mind forever does that help with you know career not so much <laughs> oh yeah you know, asking for the things that I want, difficult, very difficult, because I always think me speaking up mm. is too much. I just can't. Not that I can't. It feels highly uncomfortable to speak up. Yeah. I guess what's the part that feels, or explain the uncomfortability, I guess, to me. Oh, God. Like what's running through your mind that makes it uncomfortable? If I can, if I can put it in like a very that, you know, because she's a theater gay, it feels like I'm about to go on stage, but I'm still in the wings. I can't make that first step from the shadows into the light. Like I want to, but I just can't. For some reason, there's nothing stopping me. There's like no physical barrier stopping me, but the line where the shadow ends and the light begins that might as well be like a 50 foot wall like i can't make that first step it feels so impossible for some reason that's how it mm. feels like is there like some fear 
yeah, I can see it. I can feel it. Like, I know it's possible to make that first step. But yeah, I, I am just fully in a stage fright mm. moment. And I freeze. What are you worried about? See, that's the thing. Alanis already has the wheel. So I don't, I don't think through it. Like, oh, what I'm saying isn't really relevant. Or, like, I second guess my own validity to, like, be in the conversation. <gasps> Imposter syndrome. She rakes her dirty little head. It's like, oh, I could say this, but, like, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to say it. Like, it could be about anything. We could be talking about Jeopardy or anything. <laughs> I don't know why Jeopardy. I was like, who are you talking about Jeopardy with? Me. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's interesting given, like, the industry that you and I both had a career and still have a career. And oh. I guess, yeah. And it's like, it's just very much bullshitting the whole way. I mean, I mean, keep the fantasy, like reporting out, reporting out. It's like, I think this makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense to me. No, no, it's just me. Should I say it? No, it's fine. I won't <laughs> say it. And then two seconds later, someone else says, it. I was like, Oh, I was thinking that too. And it's like, but just sure, Jan, sit down. <laughs> so it's very bad. I feel like, you know, part of it is like, there's this point too, where you have to get to a place of, I may be wrong, but I'm not going to let up. And I'm going to tell you the reasons why I'm right. And I'm going to pretend like I'm open to your ideas just for the sake of like maintaining something. That's just speaking about work. You talk about confidence. Is that confidence? <laughs> she doesn't know her. But the thing is, the gag and the goopery, which we always tend mm -hmm. to circle back over here, is that knowing that we have very different experiences with silence, like silence itself is neutral. And I think this is like the biggest unlock mm -hmm. I've had within like in therapy. Like, the trait itself is neutral. Like, it's not a good nor yeah. bad. It's always just our own individual associations with it. And this applies to everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so seeing and acknowledging that first makes me realize, like, oh, I can change this. Yes. <laughs> this isn't actually reality. <laughs> oh, agreed. Absolutely agree absolutely agree so like silence is a problem for me or i see it as a problem in, in terms of like silence itself is not a problem that. my response to silence is the problem that that. that and so in like my quote-unquote healing part of it is having to recognize that the presence of silence is not to the, my fault nor the fault of the other person in the conversation it is just mm -hmm. it just mm -hmm. is and it can be like a lull and it doesn't have to be filled with any sort of fantasy or story. But I think because I went through like a couple of friend breakups where they literally just like cut my ass off or like in a cup, uh, I guess, I don't think I've ever truly been ghosted by a guy before. Brag about it, bitch. I mean, I wouldn't, <laughs> trust me, if you'd seen him, you wouldn't brag about it. So, <laughs> but I think because I've gone through those experiences, my first thought is like, what's not being said? Like, is there something more mm. to be said that isn't, that should be said? Like in those instances, when those friends left, like I would have really appreciated it if they had like come to me and like, Hey, X, Y, Z happened. And it made me feel ABC, but that didn't happen. And so in that mm -hmm. way, I'm like, Oh, they obviously had an issue that just wasn't spoke. Like they didn't say it. 
And so in my head, I think that's what's made me like such a probing person where I'm like, what are you thinking? What's oh. going on? What's, what's, what's happening? What, 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 what is all this? <laughs> so I'm trying to, <clears throat> part of me is just trying to recognize like the silence. That's not always a story in the silence. That story is possible, sure. But there's all these other possibilities mm-hmm. with it as well. And so instead of trying to rack my brain trying to figure out which story it is, I can just let it be and like focus on me and my own story and relax and calm the fuck down. So knowing this, but knowing the relationship with silence is still being worked mm-hmm. on and knowing that it, it's still a little, little scary for you. Yeah. How is this little exposure therapy working? Like experimenting being in the silence. How is that? I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's difficult for sure. I mean, for me, it's been very difficult. I always have to catch myself. I am not at the point yet where my brain doesn't instantly jump to a story. And so I have Mm -hmm. to like catch myself in those moments because I'll be like, oh, why isn't this person like, they haven't responded or they haven't said anything. What's going on? Maybe it's, you know, what are they doing this to this? So I think instead what I do is I try to catch myself and say like, instead of just being like, oh, it's okay. I have to like all flip it and be like, oh, maybe they're doing this. And it's things like, I also try to remind myself like, you don't always respond right away and that's okay. And like, it's cause you're busy yeah, or whatever. That said, I am like a quick replier when it comes to text because i'm such a people this is true so again working (laughs) through so many things but you know i try to like just insert that alternative story because it could also be true Mm -hmm. nine times out of ten neither one is fucking true so it just is what it is um but it's getting easy it is getting a lot easier a lot easier i've had a lot of experiences over like the past couple of months that i've just these new people have entered my life and they are much better at silence than I am like you being one of them. And so it's like, I think I just try to remind myself, like maybe this is just a comfortable silence moment. It doesn't have to be anything like it's nothing. So, and it usually isn't, (laughs) but it's hard to reprogram those old thoughts and behaviors. And you know what? I think because at, at one point they were true and I, think part of that is like I rooted the foundation of what my quote-unquote framework was in those truths that that so at one point it was true and at one point I felt like and it's more of like I'm obviously blaming myself for those moments because it's like oh you should have seen this you could have like caught that if you had known if you had been more like intuitive about it which like not true we do the best that we can with the information that we have at the time thank you come on last yeah so it's yeah it's it's getting easier but it's certainly like i would still call it a work in progress if i'm being honest but i mean i'm very happy with the progress that is being made good so you said you also see it even though you find comfortability in silence you also see it as like a bit of a problem i guess how are you working through that it always feels like the grass is greener on the other side i'm like girl you don't have to do anything you could just sit there and just like be in the silence and it's great but of course your programming is not my programming so um thank god uh, (laughs) whatever um no it's (laughs) It's not easy. Um, If we go back to like the stage metaphor, 
Mm-hmm. Like I have to picture another me kicking me onto the stage because I refuse to make that first step. So another version of me has to literally shove my body on stage to go perform. I don't know. I don't know what I'm performing. It depends on the day. But yeah. Aida. Ooh, lovely. I would love to be Heather Headley. I don't know who that is. We just, they played it at my high school and I never went to watch because. It's fine. Whatever. We're moving on. (laughs) But question, who is that other version of yourself? Is that the version of yourself that you want to be or who is she? I haven't assigned her a pop diva yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, the, if I'm talking to my therapist, she would call it my higher self version. It's like, yeah, it's the version of me that can see my old programming and mm-hmm. see that that's not reality and see that in this moment, like what you said, like this was true at one point in time. This is no longer true anymore. Yeah. So it's time to change. Mm-hmm. It's going to be difficult to change because you've been running Windows 95 for 15 years now. Yeah. We, we love a good Oregon Trail. I always died. I oh I've never made it to California or Oregon ever in that game. I always get diarrhea, which is like, how do they know? How do they know? <laughs> I was about to say she's not shy to dysentery <laughs> or the symptoms of. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's time to upgrade. It's mm-hmm. time to upgrade. Um, but yeah, it's 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 difficult to push myself in that way because the Alanis in my head still likes to scream and yell like your opinion's not valid it's not applicable at this moment what you're saying doesn't add value so you just shouldn't say it so it's hard to combat that because that's that's the tape that's been playing over and over it's tough too when like you tell yourself like because x was true at one point it's the only truth as well and that was like, I know I was like super guilty of that. And it's like, girl, just because X is true, Y can also be true too. And Z and the rest of the fucking alphabet. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's X was true at the time. And we can say for that time, yes, X was true. And that's fine because that's what got us through. However, we're different. Circumstances are different. Mm-hmm. We don't have to run Windows 95 here in 2021. Yeah. Because it just doesn't work. I have so many floppy disks that I can't use anymore. Ugh. Remember when you buy like the pack of them and they came in like a rainbow of colors and you're like, ooh, and you lose all of them except the purple one because like no one's using that one. Because the purple one's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so as you were saying, like, oh, like, I felt like I should have said this, but I didn't say it. And then someone else said it. And you're like, oh, shit, me too. And there's, like, that moment of, like, oh, I don't want to go on stage. And I think there's always, like, um, I saw this quote that was, like, you have to be okay with looking a little foolish if you want to be successful. And I think there's always, like, for me, there's, like, a fear of, like, am I going to look stupid? Am I going to, like, look a little foolish if I put myself up on that stage? And it's, like, girl... Just go out there and be on the fucking stage. Who the fuck cares? Because, like, if anyone, if you were telling me this, like, and we were, like, really in some sort of stage production, I'd be like, bitch, who the fuck cares? Someone is out there wearing socks with Tevas right now. 
socks <laughs> with Tevas. Half the room is in fucking Crocs now because that's somehow a goddamn thing. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. And it's like, and you're afraid of looking stupid? Please. It's a whole room of stupid. <laughs> so, like, what's there to lose, you know? I mean, true. Very true. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it any less scary. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's frightening. Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked about it, how we feel about it, what we're doing about it. I mean, what's any final words on silence? No, I'm not going to do that. Um, I think the biggest, again, the biggest unlock for me is that recognize that silence, like any traits, is always going to be neutral. Yeah. And my association with that trait is where I associate positive or uncomfortable feelings. I don't want to say negative Mm -hmm. Um, feelings towards it. And knowing that allows me to know that just because I currently have a negative association with silence doesn't mean that there is an infinite amount of possibilities in which I can associate silence. Like, this is my reality now, but, like, there are so many other choices. Yeah. And ways to, like, associate silence. So I can change. But it's fucking hard. I can do it, Ma. I can do it. <laughs> I'll change. But yeah. What about you? Wrap it up. Um, I always do. Silence is what it is. It's nothing. Like you said, it's like it's neutral, but it's it's absolutely nothing. And so I think if you feel some type of way about silence, recognize that it's not silence that is the way you're feeling. It's the relationship you have with silence. And I think once you recognize that, then you can make a decision on like whether or not like it's a good relationship or a bad relationship. But don't go labeling silence. She didn't do anything. She was just there. Mm-hmm. Right? She just showed up. She had her hat on and she was like. Minding her own damn business. Yeah. And then everyone was like, oh, what's she trying to say? What's she thinking? What's going on? Da, 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 da. So just let her be and realize it's you that you need to work on. Not the silence piece. Mm, that. Yeah. That. Me we're speaking into narcissists. the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> we're all just narcissists. Ugh. Basically. I'm an absolute. That's me. Just an absolute narcissist. That's why but. I've got this dock lips done. <gasps> oh my God. Are we at my favorite part of the show? I think we are. We Ooh. think we are, love. <sighs> so. That brings us to our favorite part of the show, where we look across the internet for all of the memes and reads that just drag us through the mud and expose us for the pieces of pretty little garbage that we are. In a little segment we like to call, How, How Dare, Dare you? you? All right, girl. How's the um, internet making you feel a little worse about yourself today? Mm. Okay. So mine today comes from... Latible counseling, L A T I B U L E counseling, all one word. Latibo, <laughs> Latibo for prep. Uh, <laughs> yes, um, and <laughs> and she is telling us an important question to ask yourself: Am I uncomfortable 
or am I unsafe? Bitch, my nervous system doesn't know the difference. <laughs> it's just yeah. mayday, mayday, mayday. It's always going to be a panic. Uh, but yeah, what you got? Um, this one is from at your diagnonsense. Um, Todd Baratz, a psychotherapist. It's a certified sex therapist, relationship expert, writer, and dad to Ellie Boops, who I can only guess is probably some sort of like small furry creature. <laughs> Anyhow, it's, um, so in this post, it's, um, it's one of those like scroll posts where it's like each slide is like a thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to fucking bore you all by like reading every slide, but there was one slide I was like, Oh shit. Um, but it's vulnerability is more than self-disclosure. And it says vulnerability is more than revealing your secrets. Vulnerability is asking for help, apologizing or setting boundaries. Vulnerability is receiving care, trusting in love and pursuing pleasure without bounds. It is the sharing of a powerfully authentic feeling like love, joy, grief, and tranquility. It's feeling alive. First of all, if I told you a secret, that's vulnerable enough. Why do I have to go any further? I don't want to invite you into my fucking emotions. Those are mine. Let me have them. (laughs) But, yeah, and now it's... I was just like, what? I thought me telling you about the time I shit my pants at camp was like, that's vulnerability, right? Which time? Um, uh, 2020 was last year, so I guess. <laughs> last Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when was June? <laughs> uh, but it's so true. It's like, I think vulnerability is like actually the sharing of like those hard feelings and everything else that you're going through rather than exhausting. just it's a secret <laughs> exhausting well since we're exhausted let's fucking cut it take us home all right well thanks again for listening and don't forget to follow us on instagram at podcast very that that's podcast very that all one word and while you're there feel free to check us out we say it every time look our handles are too fucking long we're not going to say them we tag ourselves and everything just click on it you'll find us you'll find us um and if you have any questions or you just want to like tell us how silence affects you or maybe just send us a blank email that would be funny actually just a whole series of blank emails please send them um <laughs> uh, feel free to shoot us an email at podcastverythat at gmail.com podcastverythat at gmail.com again it's the same as the handle we kept it all the same it's so simple that and don't forget that our little fundraiser is still going on. We're still at about 50% of the way to our goal. We want to get to 100%. Don't make us beg you, but please buy some fucking pins, people. Again, none of the proceeds go to us. Everything goes to the National Asian American and Pacific Islander Mental Health Association. All of the proceeds go to them. We get nothing. And again, it's a great organization that focuses on getting all of the resources around mental health to the APAC community. And so go buy yourself some pins. You get to $15 and all of it goes towards a great cause. And Arnold and I are neither one of those causes. So (laughs) buy a damn pin. And with that, goodbye. goodbye.